Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you once again. We bless your holy name. We truly believe only you and only you have the answer. You have the answer to diseases. You have the answer to economic downturn. You have the answer to every plague that may come upon man. You heal, you deliver, you rescue, you forgive. So, Lord, unto you we turn. And we have no desire to turn away from you. No matter what the word may throw at us, we know you have the answer. You have given us victory. No matter what it looks like. To you be the glory. Unto you be honor. And unto you be all adoration and praise. Even as we have worshipped in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome back. Um, we continue on where we stop. In our Sunday service, we were looking at the common statement from most of us, which is often a question, God is with us. Why are we facing difficult moments? Why all this? Why all the trials, all the tribulations, the circumstances that you might be faced with? If God is with us, why? Why all this? And we are trying to look from the context of the scripture in Judges chapter 6, as we have read about the invasion of the Midianites, into Israel territory. Um, we try to draw a parallel between the invasion of the Midianites to the COVID-19 crisis. And so we did put forth some conclusion um, before we begin uh, began the conversation. We did say that regardless of what adversity we may face, regardless of what is ailing us regardless of what we are troubled with. We made some three key points that we should bear in mind as the key focus conclusion for this conversation. One is turning away from God is never an option. Turning towards God is the only option and should be the only option we should pursue regardless of what we are faced with. That should a baseline. That should be without any controversy. History has shown that there has been nothing that befell humanity that the solution has not been God. There hasn't been any human crisis. There hasn't been any human pandemic. There has not been any human trouble that the solution did not come from God. In times of trouble, in times of tribulations, we have to establish in our heart never to turn away from God, but rather turn towards God. So when we ask those legitimate questions, why all this, we should always remember that that is the default. Our default is we turn towards God. And secondly, we also establish as a, a matter of conclusion 
that God is the only one that has promised and that has the capability and the ability to take away diseases or troubles or problems. He is the only one that has that authority and that has promised to do that. And so as a result, our default will always be to turn towards God, never to turn away from him. The last option or the last conclusion or the third conclusion was that Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, demonstrated his authority over all problems while he was here in his earthly ministry. And he handed over the same equivalent authority to those who will listen to him and those who will believe in him. And so we established that as a matter of fact, those three conclusions should always remain constant, regardless of what we are faced with. Amen? And we try to draw a comparison between the COVID-19 that the world is faced with today and when the Bible recalls that the Midianites invaded Israel. And we saw some key points that we um, established. One, we saw that in that invasion, it led to a very difficult time for the people of Israel. It was very, very hard, and it kind of uh, led to a very hardship time. Just like the entire world is being faced with a very, very trial moment now because of COVID-19, in our homes, in our place of worship, in our place of work, it is very, very difficult. Every humanity is facing a very difficult time because of this invasion. So we recognize that the Bible records that that was an invasion by Midianites into the territory of the people of Israel. So also we draw a parallel trying to see that the people of Israel, as a result of the invasion, had to find hideouts. They have to go into hideouts because they have to hide from the media. And just like the world is in hideouts today because of COVID-19, everyone has to stay home. Everyone has to stay away from businesses, stay away from, you know, traveling, stay away from, you know, worshiping, stay away from the very foundation of humanity, which is relationship. Everyone is now cut off as a this invasion. And as a result we see a parallel um, event between the invasion of the Midian in Israel as well as COVID-19. We also saw that the invasion caused the people of Israel and actually caused a massive economic consequences. There was massive economic consequences as a result of that invasion, just as we are seeing all over the world now today that COVID-19 is causing massive economic hardship for jobs, you know, a lot of people losing their jobs. Uh, a lot of jobs now are struggling to survive as a result of COVID-19. Government are struggling to survive, you know. Everywhere you turn, you see economic hardship as a result of COVID-19. Again, drawing a parallel between the invasion of Midianite into the land of Israel and COVID-19 invading our world. And we also saw that the people of Israel had to struggle. The Bible said they were reduced to a grinding poverty. And as we see today, a lot of people are struggling, and the government is trying to uh, provide some help. 
uh, with, with uh, economic relief package. Uh, a lot of companies have shut down as a result of this. And so they were grounded to poverty, just like the economy of the world today is grounded towards poverty because of COVID-19. And then we saw three things that we also pay attention to. The first thing being that the people of Israel, they cried unto God. They cried unto God, which is one of our conclusions. In times of difficulties, our default should be God. Cried unto God. They cried unto God. And we saw also the second point that God spoke to them when they cried unto him. And so, as a result, we conclude that right now, as you are being faced with diverse difficulties due to COVID-19, your first response should be to cry unto God. Call unto God. Say, call unto me in the day of trouble, and I will hearken. So God expects us to call unto him when we are faced with difficult moments. So, the second thing we saw was that God spoke. God spoke, spoke to the children of Israel. And if we have time, we'll go back to the book of Judges and see what God said to them. And the third point was that God did not only just speak to the crowd. God spoke to specific individual in the name of Gideon. And so we want to look at Gideon's response to crisis so that we can have some takeaway from there. And that's where we start. So we're going to look at that response. And if we analyze the response to this invasion. The response of the people of Israel or Gideon uh, to this invasion of the Midianites, we saw two categories. The first category is the spiritual response. And the second category, I, I said, is the physical response. There's the spiritual, and there, then there is also the physical. And uh, if we look at that, we said they cried unto God. That's a spiritual response. That's something we need to do. There had to be a spiritual connection. There had to be a connection between God and humanity if there's going to be solution to any issue. If that's not established, there will absolutely be no solution. So there was a spiritual response, and there also was a physical response. What was the physical response? The Bible said they were hiding, or they were um, they were. They were still farming. They were still doing what they're doing. For example, the Gideon was threshing with a wine press. He was threshing with. He was still working. He was still doing something. And then he was hiding it from the Midianite. So those are common sense concepts. Just like today, we go about, we wear masks as a preventive measure. We do social distancing. As a preventive measure. Why? Because it has been known that pathogens, like this COVID-19 virus, what they do is simply turn their victim to a virus manufacturing plant. And the virus continues to multiply so rapidly. And also, pathogens normally will use their victims as a delivery system. It multiplies rapidly on the one infected, and the one infected turns to a delivery system. Everywhere he goes or she goes, he or she is delivering the virus all over the place. And that is typical with every pathogen. So as a result of that, there is a physical response, a responsible response. 
I want to call it, that we should take in times of adversity, in times of crisis. It, it may not be COVID-19, it may be something else. As we take our first default to respond to God, to call on God and say, God, help us. Then there will be physical things that we need to do. And it may come as a result of what God, you know, uh, have told us when he responded. It could be anything, but there is a spiritual response and there is a physical response. I want to stress that because I don't want us to ever, ever overlook that. We are here in this world, even though we do not belong to this world. So we still have a physical responsibility. There are still some things we have to do in the physical, even though we are spiritual beings. Amen? So I want to establish that quickly, and we want to look into more details to examine Gideon as far as his response was concerned, based on all these um, parameters that we have set. The Bible said, let's, let's go back to Judges first so we can uh, reestablish that scripture because I think uh, <clears throat> it's been a, a minute that we read that. So let's go back and read and so we can uh, acknowledge some of those things that Gideon uh, responded or the way he responded. Let's take this from, I, I don't you know, think we should start from the beginning. Let's take it from verse Seven. It's a one time, I'm reading from a message, I believe. One time when the people of Israel had cried out, this was after they have cried out to God because of Midian, God sent them a prophet with this message. Now, this is the response of God when they cried out to God. I want us to. To look at that, because I said when we cried out to God, God will respond. God responded. Uh, that's one of the things we highlighted. So let's, let's kind of highlight that's what God said. God said, he sent them a message through his prophet and said, God, the God of Israel says, I delivered you from Egypt. I freed you from a life of slavery. I rescued you from Egypt's brutality and then from every oppressor. I pushed them out of your way and gave you their land. And I said to you, I am God. God, your God. Don't for a minute be afraid of the gods of Amorites in whose land you were living. <clears throat> but you, did, you didn't listen to me. Okay, so here we go. God is now explaining to the people of Israel his response after they cried. And one thing I want to stress here is it is not enough to cry to God. It is not enough to pray. We need to learn to listen. Because when we cry to God, God speaks. When we pray, God will speak. It is just in God's character to speak when we cry to him. We see that all over the scripture and we have to pay attention that when we pray to him, we should learn to listen because he often speaks to us. So God spoke to the people of Israel when they cried to him. 
And we can see the detail of his message, the issue that God had with him. Amen? And I said to you, I am God your God, don't for a minute be afraid of the gods of the Amorite in whose land you are living. But you didn't listen to me. Second point, when God speaks to us, we should learn to listen. It's not enough to cry unto God. It is not enough to speak or to, to pray. It is more important to listen back when God is speaking and critically important to listen to him. Because otherwise, we may miss out on the solution he is providing. If we don't listen to him, or if we don't pay attention, the solution might not get to us. Amen? So that's why it is very, very important. And we're still looking and considering the response pattern that we saw in this equivalent crisis that we can um, just oppose with the current COVID-19. We saw how God responded to the people of Israel when they prayed unto him or when they cried unto him. So God said, I spoke to you, but you didn't listen to me. So, verse 11 is where we want to pay attention to. From verse 11, we want to focus on Gideon. So after speaking to the crowd, God went ahead and speak to someone who will listen. And in the same vein, in today's crisis, God is speaking. And God will speak generally to the entire world. And God will also go specifically to those who will listen to him and speak to them. And I pray we'll be among those who will listen to God so that when God speaks to us, we listen and we pay attention to him. So God, in verse 11, in Judges chapter 6, the Bible says, One day the angel of God came and sat down under the oak in opera that belonged to Joash, the Abizrite, whose son Gideon was, threshing with the winepress out of sight of the Midianites. The angel of God appeared to him and said, God is with you, O mighty warrior. And again, remember the question is, if God is with us, why all this? So regardless of the situation we are in, God is always there with us. And I think as many as believe in God, we should know that for a fact. And it is the truth. God never leaves us. God never runs away because of crisis. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. I will never leave you nor forsake you until you have established or accomplished that which you have said concerning you. So even though Gideon was in the midst of adversity, his nation had invaded. He was doing everything he could to still survive. God was in the midst of that invasion. God was there. God was there. So the question about if God is with us, why all this actually came from Gideon? And we saw here that God was actually with him because the angel said, God is with you, even though you are hiding right now. While you are hiding, the angel confirmed that God is actually there. So where we are today economically, 
Those of us that might have lost our loved ones, those of us that are in one trouble or situation as a result of COVID-19 or anything else, I want to announce to you, according to the angel of God, God is with you. You see, more often than not, it is difficult to tell people who are in crisis that God is with them. It's a good thing to do. Because it will appear as if you are insensitive. Because those individuals who are going through stuff, they know who God is, even if they don't believe in him. They know his omniscient power. They know his all-present God. They have heard about it. And so when someone is going through a difficult time, as a believer, we find it difficult to tell them God is with them. Because it's difficult to say that. I can guarantee you. Yes, it is. It is. Because some people take offense as a result. But I want to tell us as believers in God, we should be like the angels of God. If we are going through crisis, we should be able to tell ourselves God is with us in that same crisis. Then we will be able to tell others when they are going through crisis that God is with them. Amen? So here, we saw that the angel said, God is with you. So, the angel said, God is with you, almighty warrior. Amen? Another point I want to stress. Now, even though Gideon did not recognize it, that there is might in him, because he was hiding from the Midianite. Now, God responds. One of God's response towards us is to remind us who we are and what we carry. God will always come to let us know, I am your God. I am with you. And that's why it is very, very important, more than anything else, when we talk to God in prayers, to listen. To listen. We need to pay attention because God, we want to reassure us. Why? Because one of the things that drives people away from God is fear. And is that is the reason, is the root of that question. If God is with us, if God is with me, why am I going through this? Why am I going through this? So God said, and the angel said, God is with you, O mighty warrior. And Gideon replied, and this is where we got the capture of this conversation. He said, in verse number 13, Gideon replied, with me, my master? It doesn't look like it. The situation at hand doesn't look like it. Does not corroborate what you are telling me. Then he said, if God is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracle wonders our parents and grandparents told us about? Telling us, didn't God deliver us from Israel? The fact is, God has nothing to do with us. He has turned us over to Midian. And that is where most people are today. This is the reality. When we are faced with difficult times, our faith as Christians is questioned. And non-Christians, they don't even waste time. They put it on God. 
those who don't believe in God at all, we put the blame on God. But for us believers, if we believe in God and you're listening to me, it is okay. It is okay to feel that way. But God don't want us to continue that way. We cannot remain there. We cannot continue that way. Okay? So we should know what the angel announced. Say, God is with you. And so as Christians establish that whatsoever it is, or any situation we find ourselves, we need to help ourselves and equip ourselves with this truth. I know God is with me. I know he's with me. Because nobody else can convince you except you. Amen? So Gideon was convinced because the situation around him does not align with the fact that God is with him. And he, he said to the angel, I don't, I don't understand. Because if God is with me, or if God is with us, why are we facing this? And I know many Christians today are asking the same question, those that have been impacted by COVID-19. Amen? But again, like the angel said, I want to repeat, God is with you. Amen? Okay, verse number 14. But God faced him directly. Individual conversation. God speaks to the crowd. Now he's dealing with Gideon as an individual. God in his strength. I mean, go in this strength that is yours. Save Israel from Midian. Haven't I just sent you? Amen? Now, this, the story continues, but I want to jump back to some of our points. We, we, I, I think we, we can read these um, on our own, but here are the points that we want to look at. We recognize that the reason God spoke to Gideon directly must not be anything other than the fact that Gideon had a relationship with God. Gideon understands based on what his parents have told him, because he told the angel, where are all those things that God, um, that we heard about him? Where are all the miracles that our parents told us about? So Gideon was a student of the Bible. Gideon had the knowledge of God. And as a result of, God, of that, God was drawn unto him. And that's why it is critical for believers to understand, to learn God, to learn Jesus, whom have been sent to us to represent God. So we need to have the knowledge of God. Now, one of the knowledge of God we have just mentioned is the fact that no matter what we are faced with, God is with us. It comes by constant learning. It comes by constant acknowledgement. It comes by reemphasizing and reassuring ourselves that based on the factual data that we have about God, the history that we know about God, we know God is with us. But adversity and trouble will want to tell us otherwise. And so we need to convince ourselves. So we saw that Gideon had a relationship with God, and God was dealing with him in this particular scenario personally. And uh, as a result of the history and the result of the knowledge, the understanding that he had gathered, so he understands that when God is with someone, then God should be able to calm situations, should be able to solve problems. And that's what he is trying to articulate, that I'm in trouble. I know God's problem. God delivers people when they're in trouble. 
why, why am I not seeing that? And that's the situation Gideon is at the moment. And I believe a lot of people might be in that same situation today. But the angel of God was trying to reassure Gideon that, yes, God is with you, even in time of crisis. One other thing that people think when they're in trouble is because it's like maybe God has turned, you know, aside from me. God is no longer with me. Okay? That is the lie from the pit of hell. It is not true. Amen? If you have time, you can read Psalm 46. Psalm 46 uh, is a very good scripture that I believe Gideon must have learned from, and we should learn from that as well. He said, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. God is always there when we're in trouble. He is. It might not appear as if it is, but he is always there. He is an ever-present help in time of trouble. Amen? John chapter 16 from verse 31, John chapter 16, if we read from verse 31, it says, Jesus answered them, do you finally believe, and I will talk about the story here, in fact, you are about to make a run for it, saving your own skin and abandoning me. But I am not abandoned. The Father is with me. I have told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart, I have conquered the world. And this is the key. So many times when we are faced with difficulties, we forget this. This is a promise from Jesus like any other promise we claim. As long as we are in this godless world, we will face difficulties. If any preacher have told you that if you become born again, you are a Christian, you love Jesus, you speak in tongues, then you will have no trouble, it's a lie. Jesus never promised that. He promised the exact opposite. He said, as long as you are in this godless world, you will face trouble. But I will be there with you. So when you pass through water, I will be there with you. When you pass through the fire, I will be there with you. So we need to orientate ourselves and help people around us to understand when they ask those questions, if God is with us, then why are these? God is a present help in time of trouble. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And we need to know he never promised we will not face difficulties. He said we will face difficulties. As long as we're in this perverse generation, then he will be there. He said he, he's already conquered. He has conquered the world. He has overcome. And these are the things we need to arm ourselves with as believers in God and as instruments in the hand of God to help people who are around us. So that when people are going through trials and troubles, can reassure them from the word of God that, even though it doesn't look like it. I am convinced, according to the scriptures, that God is in this situation with us. And help them mourn. Help them cry. Help them weep. Help them laugh, celebrate, whatever the situation is. But we are the angels of God here on earth 
to help save the earth. Just like God figure that Gideon should with his strength to save Israel from the Midianite invasion. I am trusting that by the mercy of God and according to the history, biblical history of God, that COVID-19 will be history. Regardless of how it looks like. Because God is a God of wisdom. He gives human beings wisdom. Is that the knowledge of wealthy invention be with him. And he will give knowledge and with the invention unto our scientists to understand what COVID-19 is and to bring relief unto his people in the name of Jesus. So God was there. He's always present to help us and he will always help us. Never forget, he never promised you will not face difficulties, that we will not face difficulties. We will as long as we're here on earth. Amen. And some people do ask the question again. And I want to remind you, you can read Revelation chapter 21, okay? You know, why can't God just make it that there's no trouble here? There's no problem here. You know, why, why this, why that? God in his own creation has a solution. It's not what we are looking for. It's not our solution. It is his solution. He has solution. This earth is doomed. This Present world is perverse. But God had in his plan a new world. He calls it a new earth and a new heaven in Revelation chapter 21. It's not like God doesn't have a solution. He does. And that's why he has equipped us with all the knowledge we need. Why? He said so that, let me read that again, because I think we gloss over it. In that, uh, John 16, look at what Jesus said. He said, the Father, um, now I have told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshaken or unshakable and assured deeply at peace. And that's the intent of God. He wants us to be at peace in the midst of turbulence, in, in the midst of. 19, even as many of us might have lost our loved ones, many of us, we have friends now that lost their jobs, many of us, we have people that are in difficult situation. But he said, he is telling us all of these things so that we can be deeply assured, deeply reassured, deeply at peace when all this turbulence around us is going on. Amen? And I, I can tell you, I have armed myself with this. You know, with the scriptures. And I have peace. Okay? Result. If you see, we face, we are faced with diverse difficulties. In 2019, towards the end of 2019, my, my wife lost her job. January, I lost mine. I mean, and the next six months or thereabout, no one has a job in our home. See, God did not promise we will not face difficulties. He promised he will always be there to help us. So many people are in that same situation now. There are a lot of people today that are faced with diverse issues. 
It is the reassurance that we gain from God that we can pass on to others. As we work with God and as God works with us and help us through difficult moments, we are able to help others. Amen? I want to assure you that God is with you whatever the situation you are going through now. It does not matter the situation you are going through, God is with you. Right? When this crisis started, it, it impacted my job in a very severe manner. The new job that I got. <laughs> to the degree that we have, we have to provide a solution. And one of the things that I've learned from COVID-19 is there are things that we never knew we could do. That now we know we can actually do. That's what God is showing us. Those are the kind of experience we garnish when we go through this with understanding. Right? So in 2018, not 20, in 2018, when my wife lost her job, in December I lost my job in January. I didn't get another job until June 2019. We were jobless in our home. And we didn't get a job until we had the last cruise of oil in our home. It was the last. The last month that we could pay our rent. The last month that we will have anything left is when God showed up. God is faithful to his promises. But we need to learn to hold on to him. We need to learn from everything he is telling us. It is not enough to pray. It is more important to listen to him when he is speaking. Otherwise, we will not be able to receive the answer we're looking for. The new job that I got, COVID-19 started and crisis began. And God placed me there to solve the problem. So if I didn't lose the job I lost, I will not be in that company and I will not bring the solution. God looked around, saw Gideon. Though he in trouble, though hiding out, he said there is strength in you. Go and solve the problem in Israel. A man hiding out. A man in a hideout. We are the agents of God. We are the angels of God. And God is counting on us. But we will need to pay attention to what he is telling us. He told the Israelite, I put you out and I told you stop, but you didn't listen. Now, he went to somebody who will listen. Gideon. And he began to have dialogue, dialogue with Gideon. You have time, read the whole story about Gideon. And you see how God wrought deliverance through him. God wants to wrought deliverance through our doctors, through our nurses, through our scientists. And that may be the reason COVID-19 is here. God is always up to something when he is with us and we are going through trouble. He is up to something. He wanted to do something. 
And more often than not, what I've seen that we have done, including me in the past, is we don't listen. Our troubles is so, we're so engulfed in it that we, we don't listen. We, we can't even hear him speaking to us. Amen? But I think that's one of the things that we want to, we're learning from Gideon. Amen? And we see how God brought relief. Amen? So there was physical response and there was spiritual response because of the time. Some key points I want to mention is that if you read the whole story because we don't have the time, chapter 6, you see that one other thing that we need to learn, which is what I just alluded to, is, again, because of our initial conclusion, never run, turn away from God, but turn to him. You, we need to learn to hold on to God in time of adversity. We need to learn to hold on to him. Because Jesus promised, and I don't know how many people <laughs> claim this promise, but whether you claim it or not, it's an automation. As long as you are in this world, in me, you will have troubles. Okay? Why? Because through us, he wants to provide solution. He wants to provide solution. And so we need to think that way. That's the way the devil wants us to think. So we want to hold on to the truth. And the truth is, God has never failed. You saw the lyrics of those songs? He has never defeated. He has never lost a battle. We want to hold on to the truth. There is no way we should be paying attention to lies. We want to hold on to the truth. God has never, ever left anyone or abandoned anyone. Just like the military, our military slogan. You know, no one left behind. In the history of God, he has never failed once. And he will never fail. He has never forsaken anyone that cried unto him. He has never forsaken anyone in crisis. No. We want to hold on unto God. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 is my popular scripture. You have time we can read it. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. It's a very popular scripture of mine. I want you to read it. Second thing, we need to hold on to one another. Hold on to God. Hold on to one another. One is too small, too insignificant to achieve any greatness. God is a relational God. Not only are people turned away from God in times of adversity, they are also turned away from others. The moment adversity hits, one of the first things people do is either to turn away from God and turn away from their loved ones, turn away from brothers and sisters, their Christians, you know. The key point here is hold on to God. Hold on to one another. God is not a lone ranger. He wants us all to succeed as a team. Do not, for any moment, try to isolate the church, your local, you know, family, or your local church, or your local assembly, because you are in difficult moment. If anything, that's the best time you need your church family. You need your family, you need your friends. God wants us to hold on to one another. Romans chapter 12, verse 15, 
Romans 12, 15, or Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, all over the scripture, Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, or 1 Corinthians chapter 13, they are all there for our references. The last point I want to make is do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. There is a physical element to our spiritual world. Okay? We are human. We cannot be spiritual, relevant, and, and, and earthly, useless. Okay? There is no relevance spiritually and earthly, we're useless. No. There is a physical responsibility as long as we're here in this part of the world. So we must do what we need to do in times of crisis. Let's find what God, listen to God, and God will tell us something. God will speak to us. God wants to do something at that moment. Let not be overwhelmed, too overwhelmed as a result of what we're going through, not to see what God wants us to do. In, in some small or big ways or shape, you know, there's always an opportunity for God in times of crisis. There's opportunity for God, and we are God's agent on earth through which he will bring deliverance, through which he will bring healings, through which he will bring support or succor to those who are We are the people of God, and we are his agents. So the third point I'm making is do what you need to do. Amen? At my new job, when this crisis started, our company is about 200 and maybe 270,000. We can only provide remote connectivity to 75,000 people. Because never thought that everyone will work, work from home anytime. All right? So we need people to work from home. The moment Italy were asked to go home, you know, people in Europe were asked to go home, all of a sudden, our network cannot handle it. We don't have capacity for people to work from home. Again, telling us that we don't know everything. Telling us that it, at the moment, which everything we thought we know may just be gone. We're talking about a multi-billion dollar company. Didn't realize a crisis may happen when everyone had to work from home. Could only provide capacity for 75 out of 275,000. And it is the same way. I look at it from, I say, wow, this is how unprepared we could be. I'm looking at it from my own angle. And that's what God is trying to teach us in, with this crisis. There are so much to learn, so much to think about, so much to ruminate about. And to cut the long story short, I had to think of a project. Deliver remote connectivity to the company, something that could take two years to deploy, deploy in two weeks. So sometimes crises like this prove us and tells us that we can do more than we think we really can. Yes. There are so many things that we never thought we could do that we can actually do. And so I want to leave us with that point to make sure that in terms of adversity, rather than the question, if God is with us, why all these? Jesus said, focus on what God can do. Focus on what God can do. Let's begin to ask questions. God, what do you want to do? What, what are you looking to do? What are you looking to achieve? In a hard, difficult moment, let's turn the way 
and ask the, the right question. And stop asking the wrong question, just like Jesus said, with the, with the people asking questions about the man that was born blind. Amen? So we'll stop here, and again, reiterating our conclusion, in times of adversity, there are three things that we have concluded. Never turn away from God. Turn towards God. Our default should be to turn towards God. God is the only one that has the solution. There is no one else that will have solutions to our troubles. We use human beings, but guarantee God is the only one that has the solution. That the Lord Jesus Christ is the only one that has the authority to solve our problem here on earth. So as we connect to him, he passes on the same authority unto us. We become his agents here on earth. So the question, if God is with us, why are these, should be completely irrelevant to any of us. We should begin to focus on what God can do. Amen? Thank you, and God bless you.